Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jennifer Mertland? What's up, Monica? This is some good stuff today. This is kind of chartering into unique territory for us, and I like it. And I think it's time, and I think it's past due, right? For us, for our listeners, for everybody. This is an everybody thing, guys. This is an everybody thing. So today, Jen and I are going to be duking it out over this question. How do you become the CEO of your life? Is that possible in our industry? How necessary is it? There are all kinds of questions around that. And I'm super excited for our guest, Victoria, today. Go ahead and introduce her, Jen. Yes, it is time for all of us to level up. So Victoria McCooey is here with us today. She is a narcissist divorce coach. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Stop right there. We all need this. That should cover it. (laughs) Also, yes, she'll tell us more about that. Also a motivational speaker and creator of the Reclaim Your Power system. Yeah. Oh, wait. This is she works with those. It's going to be good. Yeah. She works with those trapped in toxic, controlling, and otherwise abusive marriages. And I would say clients as a correct toxic, abusive clients. Yes. And she helps them stand up to their abuser and regain control of their lives through her writing, speaking, private and group coaching sessions, social media following, and her YouTube channel. Victoria has helped thousands acquire the skills, mindset shifts, and courage necessary to stand up to an abusive partner and to create a joyful new life for themselves and their children. Welcome, Victoria. We are excited to have you. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yay. And guys, if you heard the intro and you're like, well, I'm in a pretty good relationship and my partner or spouse is not a narcissist per se, listen, that's her area of expertise. And we'll probably touch on some of that. But we're talking about a more broad topic here today, which is just kind of owning your life, taking charge of it and running it like you want instead of letting mm-hmm. others control that. Right, Victoria? Tell us, give us a little bit. What do you, You're married to a realtor, so you know who we are. So talk to us about that a little bit. Oh, about being married to a realtor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my, my husband and my son, and that is not his son. It's my son from a previous marriage, are partners in their real estate nice. group at Compass. So we pretty much live, breathe, eat. The rest <laughs> of us need to leave yeah. the room sometimes because they're obsessed and all they're annoying. All of us are annoying. Yes. What I like about that is that you can appreciate what this job, if done at any level, can do to a human, to a relationship, to everything. You know how demanding it is, right? It is because he's on the phone at 10, 11 o'clock at night with would-be buyers talking them down off the let in off the ledge or, or somebody having a meltdown or, or an irate owner about whatever. And by the stories about how he's 
camped out at somebody's house waiting for the plumber to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy what you guys have to go through. Well, yeah. Victoria, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was because of your reclaim your power system. And I think that for us as as agents, especially female agents, sometimes it's like, is this really a business or is it just a hobby? I'm here for everybody else. I put myself last. Tell us, are you seeing that kind of across like, is it just a realtor thing or is it everybody? No, it's everybody because (laughs) we have been groomed to be the caregivers, nurturers, Mm -hmm. household person yeah. on, on call 100% of the time. For everybody but ourselves. Everybody else. So mm-hmm. when you decide to create a business for yourself, which is what this is, you have a choice to make. It can be a hobby or you can decide that you're going to grow a real business and nobody yeah. can do that but you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disparaging people who decide they just you know want to play at it and have a hobby and they're not. Really I am good. Victoria. I am disparaging them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's I'm what not Ken judging. Does. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, just expect a business to grow out of nothing, like out of you just treating it like a hobby. If that's all you want, fine. That's all you're going to get. But in any line of work, if you're going to make, it, I know I created this business that I'm in at age 57. I'm old. That's when it just gets started, right? I mean, I left a corporate job. My husband was like, this is not a good time for you to leave your job. I'm like, it is never going to be a good time for me to leave. I'm doing it. You took all the benefits under my job, right? For everybody, they were still younger and some were still at home. And I was like, this is a toxic situation at work that I have to leave. This is what I want to do. I was doing it as a hobby. And as a volunteer, I'm like, I'm making this a business and I'm doing it. And let me tell you, it was not easy. It didn't just all of a sudden make money right out of the gate. It was a long, hard struggle and it's paying off now. And now he's so proud and like, oh, of course, I helped you. (laughs) And it was his idea. Yes. Yeah. And it was, no, he's really supportive. But Victoria, tell me. Yeah. Okay, we know what this looks like when it's happening, when we're putting everybody else in front mm-hmm. of our own needs. We know what it looks like. What's the root cause of this? Where does this start? We're what? women. We're, we have the biggest shoulders of anyone. We're supposed to be able to handle everything. Yeah. This is a challenge for men too sometimes or not just so much? I don't know. You know, I've never been a man, so I don't really know how they feel. But from my observations, I feel like they get a bigger pass on taking care of everything else. So how do you, if you know it's a problem and you already said, and we already know change is hard and it's it's never a good time is what you said, which is true for anything that we're changing. It's never a good time. How do we get over that hump when we know that it needs to happen, but we're scared? Okay. How do you know it's time? How do you know? this, this This is what I show my clients all the time. This is my roll of tape. Okay. Okay. Right here is your comfort zone. Even if it's uncomfortable, it's still your comfort zone. It's what you know. It's what you expect. It's like you're familiar, right? Right. All change happens out here. Outside of your comfort zone. Outside. We've heard this a thousand times, right? And it's still Mm -hmm. true. Nothing is going to change unless you do things differently. But it's scary. Yeah. That's the first thing to do. Well, you know, my clients are people trying to leave a marriage. 
that's toxic. And that's the biggest fear of all. Like they're going to, if they were bullied in the marriage, can you imagine how bad it's going to be when they try to leave? It's going to escalate. So yeah, it's powerful how scary this is, but just like everything else, it's worth it if you can make it to the other side of outside of the tape. It's <laughs> yeah. worth getting through. But this so. is also true for clients that we know we've been in relationship too long. Like we've shown them too many houses. We know they're not ready <laughs> or whatever, right? It's true for if we know we're with the wrong brokerage and we know right. we need to move somewhere else. I mean, it's even something simpler than that, but it's still the same, the same tips, the same mindset. Well. Not all women are sweet, but that's like what we were groomed to be. We're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be sweet. We're supposed to be helpful right now. I've met a lot of women. My mom failed on that. (laughs) Is Becky going to listen to this episode? (laughs) Better apologize. But I think here's my trick. This is my personal trick for like, sometimes I have to let go of a toxic client, right? Just like you do. I do it with as much love in my heart as I can. I gather up all the love I can possibly Hmm. give. And I know that this is not good for that person either. This is not a good relationship for her either. Mm -hmm. So I lovingly, with all the love I can muster, say, I need to release this person Mm -hmm. back out into the world and let her figure out her own way without me, because this is hurting me. If I'm if I'm drained from this one person, now I can't help all the other people who need me. And I think that's a key point we need to make sure that people hear because it is, it's like, one, it's good for them also. Because if you're feeling drained and you're feeling frustrated, it's not like you're hiding it, right? Like they're probably you're not they're showing receiving up your that. Best yeah. You're yeah. not showing it. Yeah. And you're also to your point, Monica, you're also like isolating everybody else you could be helping. There's no room for those people to come in. Right. So I think it's with us, with love in your heart and a smile on your face with no apology. It's not an apology. It's like, it's time for our relationship to end. Mm -hmm. I've done as much as I can do. And I wish you well. How to break up with a bad seller by Victoria McCoy. There you go, gang. You heard it here first. (laughs) But you know what? We all see dollar signs. We start seeing I've invested X amount of hours. Yes. And I'm going to cut off my nose to spite my face now, now after I've invested all these, but if it's draining you, it's a business decision. And this is about being the CEO of your life, right? You don't want, you have to weigh everything like a business decision. Yes. I've invested X number of hours, but do I want to continue mm. investing X number? Right. Of, it's like firing a bad Never investment. ending. Some Never cost ending. bias right there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What? If you want to be the CEO of your life, but you are in a marriage or a partnership, how does that show up? How do you become the CEO of your own life when you've got partners, whether they be kids, husband, wife, spouse, partner, whatever? How how do you run that from that position? It's a decision you have to make and you set the tone and they will make fun and they will disparage and they will belittle all those things, but it's up to you to have the conviction that you're doing this. And it doesn't matter what anyone else else says or does or thinks you're doing it. And eventually they will fall in line. Mm -hmm. How do you keep up with the willpower? Because this is not like something that will, you make the decision and it happens overnight, right? Because 
maybe you've been acting this way for 30 years or whatever. So what is your advice on that? Well, I did it first because I was working out of the home, right? I was working at home and I was still expected to do all the things that went on at the home. While you're working. While right. I'm working. So I started leaving. And I that that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. I went to the library. Mm-hmm. I blocked out four hours, five hours, whatever it was. It's like, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my job now. Mm-hmm. And it's as it, I used to commute from Long Island into the city. Nobody was asking me to do anything. I wasn't there. I wasn't. Yeah, right. So now all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're home. Can you run to the drugstore? Can you do it? Like, no, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually such good advice for agents because a lot of us work from home and we don't realize the little interruptions and how hard it is to get back on track. And there are all kinds of stats about one interruption. You lose 20 minutes before you can get back in and those add up. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, that's what I love about what I do is that I make my own hours. I make my own schedule. I put my availability into a calendar. I am the CEO of my business. I, you come to me on my terms, on my time, Mm -hmm. and it works for me. And I don't really, I'm not flexible. Um, Because when you get to a level, you see yourself as important and people fall in line. Just like I said, they go, oh, well, now I have a higher value in their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think is at the core of the I'm going to call it fear because I'm imagining it's fear. What are they, what are people most afraid of when facing that decision to take back their life and become the CEO? What is that fear? I think, don't you think fear of failure or loss? I guess like if I go do what I'm going to do, like these people that I love are not going to support and fall behind. Like, I don't know. It's very individual supporting you anyway. Right. I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't sound out. People mm-hmm. are going to realize I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody knows what they're doing at first. That's true. That's true. Even later, I know some realtors, they've been in business for a long time. They still do not know what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. What do you think holds, I don't know how I want to ask this, but basically like what gets in people's way? Like, so I've made the decision and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. But then I just like go back. Is it just simply wanting to be like back comfortable, not willing to be in the uncomfortable for long enough? I think there's something else. It's so many things. I think it could be, and it's probably a combination of a lot of things that this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Higher learning curve than I thought there would be. It's like dieting and losing weight, right? Like it, it doesn't take that long to put it on and get into bad habits, but if you want to lose weight, it takes a lot longer. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done it. I know that you can diet, 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 and nothing happens. So you give up, but yeah. you were just about to get to that place yeah. where all of a sudden pounds start ticking off. Right. So yeah, you have to get to that sweet spot and it's hard when you don't see a result at first. So sorry, just what, like with starting a business, you're not seeing a result. You're not seeing money come in at first. Right. It's really right. difficult to keep going. Yeah. So you are in essence a coach. I mean, at the core of what you do is you help. Yep, she's a coach mm-hmm. through there. Yep. What are some of the most effective maybe questions that you ask or that I, like what I love in a good coach is when you get poked in the eyes, like straight in the eyes, you know, like that's what I value in a coach where they're like, I see right through you and I'm going to poke you right in the eyes. That to me is what I'm paying for. What do you think some of those concepts are for you when you're really helping somebody through this? Is that a fair question to ask or something you can answer? I think what I like to do, 
I always say my work has two silos and we work on two silos at the same time. One is the business of doing what it is you're setting out to do. In my case, it's leaving a toxic marriage. In your case, it's starting a real estate business. And the other silo is about improving your self-esteem, your self-worth, and your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You Filling that gap of who you are and who you need to be. Yeah. So you okay. can't complete one without the other. And you can't right. wait till one's done to start the other. Right? So you have to do them simultaneously. So that's what we do. We bounce back and forth. I like that visual because I think people Mm -hmm. complicate those two things or mix those two things often. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. That's a good visual for that. Well, I think making things harder too than they, like keeping it simple makes, Mm -hmm. forces you to recognize when you're the one that's being inconsistent. When you make it hard, you can create excuses. My very first coach, when I decided to start this business, my first business coach said three, you know, I put these three things up on your wall. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Kiss. Yeah. Less is more. Yes. And do it now. Yes. yes. Those are three. And let me tell you, those three index cards, universal. Universal. Right? That yeah. was what it took in the beginning to keep up the work and keep mm-hmm. building and keep the momentum going because it's so easy to give up. Yeah. That less is more is really, I think, one of the biggest misunderstood concepts or not practiced concepts. For whatever reason, I guess. Hank, Avink. Hey, Hank. Hey, Hank. He always says he's my coach and has been for a long time. He says, addition is subtraction and subtraction is multiplication. And it's that same concept, but less is more. So that's yeah, a good because one. if you get rid of like the client that you know that you should get rid of, right? We all have at least one client that we know we should get rid of. If you get rid of that person, you will like multiply your business, right? It's just one person, but you'll get way more than if you kept that person and we're just grumpy all the time. And listen, you know, in the beginning, you have to kiss a lot of frogs. You get what you get in the beginning and you learn from it. And just as long as you're learning and practicing, fine. That's what I did. You know, in the beginning, I was taking clients on for like next to nothing so that I could get the momentum, the practice of doing it. And I didn't feel like a fraud. So mm-hmm. that's what it takes. Oh, what was I about to say? Something about the less is more. Th- oh, a lot of times you fall into this perfectionist thing. Like when you mm. always opt out and you like, oh, well, if it's not perfect, I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't put it out there. I can't oh, put that goodness. ad out because it could be better. And mm-hmm. that's where the less is more comes in. I think like done is better than perfect. Yes. Well, the good news is, is actually you can never reach perfect ever. No, no. So the good it's news is, is self-sabotage tool, right? Well, yeah, I think it's, Monica always says like, you can have results or reasons. You can't have both. And it's just, it's easy to have reasons or excuses if you're trying to be perfect, but all you're really doing is just making excuses for yourself. Eliminating the results. That's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, let's take a quick break. And then I've got a question for Victoria when we get back. Let's hear a word from our favorite partner. And when we return, we will hear what Monica's question is. You said you wanted more leads and you want them calling you. Well, we found an automated lead engine system called Refocus CRM. So this system will get buyers and sellers calling you directly. All you have to do is answer the phone, but they not only help with buyer and seller leads calling you, Refocus CRM also helps with your website, automated templates to your sphere and incoming leads, 
social media management and ad campaigns, online reputation management, and weekly masterminds. With packages starting at just $197 a month, go to refocuscrm.com slash fightclub to schedule a free demo. All right. Welcome back to the Battle Inside of the Ring. We are with Victoria McCooey, and she is going to coach us into being the CEO of our lives, which, you know, Jen, you and I talk all the time about running your business like a business, which is in essence you being the CEO of your business and thinking like that. But it's not something we talk about as it pertains to our personal life. And I think it it almost has to go along with it. Like you said, Victoria, those two silos, those are really important. So my question is, Victoria, when you see, I'm, I'm guessing you coach women in particular who succeed through your system and get to the point where they are out of the toxic relationship or they are controlling their lives. And then I'm sure you see a lot of people that just never get there. I don't know. That doesn't mean you're not a good coach. That just means you're coaching a lot of people probably. So what is the common thread? If that's a fair statement, what is the common thread amongst the people who succeed and get to that place in their life that they want to be? It is 100% all about self-worth. Self-worth. Absolutely. How do we gain that? Some people are have a, a tougher road to hoe, mm-hmm. right? They have a lot of childhood trauma, damage, whatever. And yeah, we all do to some extent, but it's harder for some people to overcome than others. And I don't judge. Like, And I'm not a therapist. So the difference, let me just tell you the difference between coaching and therapy, right? So coaches look forward. We're trying to get you to the next thing that you want. Therapists are unpacking and figuring out what happened before. Good so point. Mm-hmm. I'm not unpacking. I'm not looking back at why mm-hmm. you are the way you are. I'm just trying to. So if sometimes they aren't ready, they're just not ready to go. And I'm glad you also think it's not my fault, but I don't think it's my fault either. No, it's not your fault. Some people are just not in the That's place right. yet, and they need to do some bigger work than mm-hmm. I'm capable of doing with them. That's interesting. If they haven't unpacked, because it's programming, right? Self-worth is comes from programming right. somewhere back in something. We can all improve. Well, for sure. So if you we haven't unpacked reprogram. it, can you move forward from if you ignore the past? If you don't have the therapy, can you move forward? So since I'm not a therapist, I don't like to make suggestions about how who needs therapy and mm, what fair. best or any of that. For me personally, of course, I've got childhood trauma. I think everybody has some childhood trauma. Everybody does. There are things that I know could haunt me. I choose not to let them. Now, I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know if I've tried to go to therapy. I've never found a good fit Mm -hmm. with a therapist that worked for me. And I know there are tons of excellent therapists. My students go to them, but I've never been successful in therapy. So I choose to, yes, I understand, but I choose not to think about that or dwell on it or leave it back there and move forward. Yeah. Right. Right. How do you, if you're working on, what are some of your suggestions or favorite resources or strategies to gain self-worth and to keep that in your head? Because we all have this negative self-talk. So how do we keep that in the forefront? It sounds so silly and dumb, but it works, right? (laughs) saying affirmations. Mm -hmm. I love affirmations. Mm -hmm. So my clients are typically women. I do have men, but for the most part, they're women who are married to controlling or abusive men. They are experiencing so much negative talk 
mm-hmm. disparaging, belittling, degrading, mm-hmm. harassing, you're stupid, you're ugly, you nobody likes you, like all that. And even if you don't believe it, it mm-hmm. keeps it. Yeah, it sure it, does. Your brain is hearing it. Yeah, and processing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Same with affirmations. Yeah. So we're undoing, we're trying to undo the negative talk, the negative messaging they're getting by putting in positive messaging. Mm-hmm. So it's even if you don't believe it, it still seeps in. Mm-hmm. And eventually you start believing it. Mm-hmm. Just what happens with the, the negative messaging. So, so true. We always say, like, change your environment and change your life, right? So you're essentially saying that. So if you have this environment where you're trying, you want your life to be different, you have to change your environment, whether that means getting out of the relationship, firing the client, changing brokerages, like whatever it is. And then you get kind of like the second chance to create something different because you're in a new environment. Um, That's true. And nobody's coming to rescue you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but nobody's coming to rescue you. You got to do the work, right? And it feels so good when you rescue yourself. It feels so much better than having somebody else rescue you. So true. I mean, the difference in how I feel about myself owning this business that I grew and made it a success versus working for a company. Mm -hmm. Well, you gain strength, right? And in strength, there's confidence, which it propels you to the next more, like then the next thing is not as difficult. You know, you can do it. It's so much more fulfilling, you know? Yeah. Different type of person. So I have a male client that I was just on the phone with yesterday or on zoom. And, you know, I've been telling him to do affirmations and he's been doing them. And, you know, they were, I could tell they were really working, but he didn't really make the connection. And then he said, Oh, I watched this documentary about Mike Tyson and his co his coach was always telling him, you're the best. You're the best. You're the, you're the strongest. You can do this. You can do that. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, and now that his coach died, he, he's like mi- not doing as well. Cause he's missing. Like, dude, that's what I've been telling you. To do <laughs> right. There it is. Yeah. It's so true. I've always been frustrated with people that think that affirmations are not for them or they're cheesy or they're woo wooey or whatever. But when you understand the brain, the science of it, I mean, the brain's job is to prove whatever it is that's in it. Like it goes to look for evidence. So if all that's going in is you suck, you're the worst, you're not worthy, whatever. The brain's like looking for evidence for that constantly. That's its job. That proves it. That proves it. Right. But when you replace that with the positive, now your brain's like, oh, you are awesome. Look at, you did that. Oh, you are worthy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite affirmation, Monica? Well, the one I've been saying for many Many years. I mean, I have several of them, but the one that's always consistent is money flows to me freely and frequently in great abundance, increasing all the time. Yeah, money flows to me freely and frequently in great abundance, increasing all the time. And and you do it with that emotion where your body believes like it's actually happening because your brain doesn't really know the difference between an. Like you're getting smacked with money, wads of money, and it's happening, right? Yes. (laughs) So that's one. I mean, I don't do so many of the like you're amazing kind of affirmations, but um that way either they're not as cheesy like one of my favorites is i'm the architect of my life i i built i build its foundation and i choose its content oh i like that's it that's a good one that's a good I like one. that, that's a that good one down jen what do you too. do you do them what do you what do you have going of course i have i am a powerful magnet for passive leverage and active income yes powerful magnet yes i like that one Oh my gosh, this was good. There's so many concepts here. Victoria, do you have any parting 
thoughts that you want to share for us fabulous realtors in in the space that you know so well? Yeah, it's all within you and it's all up to you to make the decision and make it non-negotiable. And then everybody else will have to abide by your new boundaries. Or your prospects for new people, you know? Right. (laughs) That's right. Um, Victoria, if people want to learn more about Reclaim Your Power and they want to get into your world, what is the best way to do that? They can go to my website, which is just my name, victoriamacui.com, no punctuation. Spell that for everybody because it's not... Uh, some other podcast, right? V i c t o r i a m c c o o e y dot com, and there is a free gift available on that website where you can get some information and some free coaching, and you can mm-hmm. also sign up for a strategy session with me. Nice. I, uh, do you have an affiliate? Because I could be refer. I probably could, <laughs> Jen. I could refer you some people. <laughs> and we get paid for referring people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, Time to so, level up, people. Level, level up. up. I think that's going to have to be the today, the end of today's episode. I hope you got something from this. It wasn't our traditional content, but I think it's so applicable because if you're not firing on all cylinders, how can your business be? So, Victoria, thank you so much for being with us today. It was really Thanks great. so much for having me. And if you are looking to partner with Monica and I so we can help you grow your business and level up your life, feel free to give us a call or a text at 513-400-1691. All right. Thanks, Monica. Bye, Victoria. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.